We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. So, guys, we wanted to bring you a special episode of Brunch Culture um, that spe- specifically dealt with the recent mass shooting at a nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Um, I think it's very relevant. It's relevant for us to talk about as being that we both are from Florida and Orlando is an hour and a half, two hours away from our hometown, Um, as well as the fact that I used to live in Orlando. I went to undergrad in Orlando. I worked and was a young professional and on the young professional scene in Orlando um, after graduating. So this is, it it hit close to home and in many ways it hit home, Um, just that something of this magnitude could happen. So um, just hearing all of the the stories and hearing, you know, different things that people are saying that happened and uh, different truths about or different revelations that are coming out about the shooter, uh, as well as uh, the events that happened in the club. There's so many different layers. There's so many different things that are happening. And there's so many different responses um, that people are that are hap- happening on social media, positive, negative, in between. There's just so much stuff going on. I feel like there's so many layers to this. And um, I think it's just important, at least, and I think it's really important that we get uh, here and use our platform to just talk about it, um, to talk about, our, to unpack our thoughts and our feelings um, for an opportunity just to give our listeners and everyone just an opportunity to hear what we have to say, but an also an opportunity to to mourn and to express your thoughts as well. So um, as we always say, interact with us on social media, hit us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, share your thoughts. And if you lost a loved one, please let us know. And we, um, if, if I think it's important if we highlight those people in some sort of way, if we have listeners that has lost someone um, that's, that's close to them, excuse me, or someone that they know that we try to highlight those people as well. Because I think in many cases, in in, in all of these mass shootings, it doesn't really hit people if you're not from there. And I think that was one of the things that I know I experienced this time is, you know, you hear of Newtown, you hear Sandy Hook, you hear of Mother Emanuel, and you, you, you sympathize and you empathize with those people. But it also seems very far away when it's not a town that you visit, that you've created memories in. And when mm-hmm. something like this happens and you've created memories there, it definitely hits home. And I think what makes it, um, at least for me with Mother Manual, what made me, it really, really stick for me was being able to see those photos and be able to hear those names and hear stories about um, those individuals that were victims and it just kind of brought it closer to home and I think that's really important not for the sake of just making everybody somber and sad but more so from the standpoint of really making it relevant to to your the forefront in your mind and causing you to 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 take action and to use your power whatever platforms you have to make a difference so that's what we're here for that's what we want to do we um are going to get started and 
I'll just let you kick it off, Lisa, with uh, whatever you want to, however you want to kick it off. So I got the news waking up. I wrote up on Sunday morning. Um, and one of the first things I do when I um, wake up is check my phone. And so first thing I do is go to Facebook. Um, I really probably should be more Christian than that and pray when I first wake up. But I check we my phone. Do. Don't worry about it. We all do. <laughs> We all do. <laughs> I check my phone and I go to Facebook and I just start scrolling and I see um, at first they, the first reports were 20 people dead in Orlando in a club and I'm like what the heck like what kind of what what just happened like was there like a shootout or you know what I'm saying like right. is this like a Chicago type thing happening in Orlando and then I turn on the news and I see they think it's like terrorism. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like this is Orlando. Like this is not a place like, you know, when San Bernardino happened, you know, or when Charleston happened. I've never been to Charleston. I've never been to San Bernardino. Right. But I've been to Orlando like maybe twice a year my whole life. Right. Like, you know, if you're in Jacksonville, you go to Orlando for vacation. That's just that's right. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is in my, this is in my backyard. And then when I, so I just was like, man, you know, immediately I was just like hurt. Like it really, really hit me. And usually when shootings happen, it doesn't hit me, hit me like it hit me this time. Right. And just like you said, it's just because we've been there. Like we know that, like, exactly. you know. That's our that's our area. This mm-hmm. is, this is Florida. So like it hit me, and then I was in church, and I checked my phone again. You know, don't judge me, y'all. Uh, I saw Facebook, and it said fifty people were killed, and like at that point, my heart sunk. Yeah, and it was so crazy because we were closing church, and I walked up to the assistant pastor at our church, and I whispered in his ear. I was like, hey. The whole church has to pray right now. 50 people are dead. 53 people are injured. Can you tell my dad, because my dad's the pastor, like to have us pray? Um, Because my dad didn't really, he was preparing for church, so he didn't know really what happened. And so I was just like, we just saw 50 people in Orlando, 53. And like the face on the assistant pastor, when I told him, he looked like he felt the same thing I felt like, oh, my God. Right. And it's crazy because he just sent his son off to full sail. So his son is in Orlando. Right. Um, and so it's just like we all are connected to Orlando. Like, and so, you know, he told my dad and then we just begin to pray as a church for the families and all of that. Because it's like, man, like this is 50 people at one time in one night and nobody saw it coming. Like it just like it's still to me. And I told you yesterday I was sad. Like, and I just, like, I felt it. Like, I've really felt it. And it's just like, man, these, like, and just to hear the horror of, I was listening today, and we were talking like, man, if I was in there, I would have played dead. And that was my first instinct. Like, I was thinking about ways to survive if I I had been there. And when he said, like, they were like, he was shooting people that were already on the floor. Like, it's like, what kind of sick person do you have to be to shoot up people who are already dead? Exactly. 
like and then the fact that like seeing the text messages that you know texting like my heart broke when the dude was like mom i'm about to die like man that got me like yeah it's just like wow like i cannot imagine i cannot fathom the level of grief that's in orlando right now um and it just all i want to do is pray because it's like what can i do like you know what i'm saying what can i do to be there to grieve with people and mourn with people and cry with them because like like i said usually this stuff doesn't get to me the way this has gotten to me mm-hmm. but it's gotten to me because like you said this is this is we're from florida this is home like this orlando is, is where it's we down the street yeah and right. we've been there several times right you know going downtown like hanging out you know going to events and this could have been us like you know what i'm saying and it's just like so crazy to think like you know it's just people our age you know with their whole lives ahead of them and just trying to have a good time and then your life being taken away i just can't imagine that absolutely i think um my story is very similar to yours in terms of getting the news and finding out um I was supposed to be getting up to go to the gym. I ended up oversleeping. I rolled it over to my phone. Um, I normally don't hit Facebook first. If I check anything, it's usually Instagram, and then I keep it moving. But usually if I get like a, I was uh, told you before, which is really weird. If I get a uh, Facebook Messenger app notification, I always go to the Facebook app and then just hit the message button, and it pops up. And for whatever reasons, I don't know why I did that. I'm lame. Um, and so I did that and the very first thing that popped up was uh you know 20 people dead in Orlando but I'm I'm thinking this is like more news or more killings that happen um in in regard to the the voice contestant that was killed the day before um and you know uh rest in peace to her and I, I thought that was all connected I'm like it's the same city it's Orlando Florida um and even that for me was shocking because I'm like, Orlando, like, you know, I went to undergrad in Orlando um, and it, we don't, you know, Orlando is, there's more of an actual city to it than like, I feel like you, what we saw growing up, or, excuse me, I saw growing up, it was more of like, touristy. you know, touristy things. We went to tourist mm-hmm. things. So of course everything's happy and yada, yada, yada. But when you actually live there, you get more, which is much like any city, you get more of the actual day to day or whatever, but still in that, you know, outside of some parts, which a lot of people will say, Oh, you know, this side is really bad or whatever. But for me, none of that stuff ever mattered. I'm like, you know, you're fine. It's cool. But I never think of Orlando regular place maybe disney world as like a place where like major terror terror attack would happen or whatnot um but then i start reading the story and it just immediately became like wait wow like somebody just shot 20 people like really what's happening like that i'm thinking it's still unbelievable yeah it must have been a fight or something or you know what i'm saying it it really must have been like a a real bad fight that broke out that broke out and people started shooting and somebody got hit in the crossfire um but then as the details start coming on you start seeing more and more articles and more and more updates and going to things like twitter and seeing you know people tweeting out things that, that they're hearing um that just immediately like it it was it was unreal but it was like nerve-wracking because you immediately think like 
what's happening? And for me, I was like, well, if this is a terror attack, because I kept seeing terror, I'm like, if this is a terror attack, something else is coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, in my mind, and, and it always goes to that, it's always like this, this happened, so something else must be happening in that same vicinity because it just seemed very, very weird for me to think that this would be an isolated situation. Um, and I think that I, I, I kind of became numb to it to a degree, like almost in the sense that a lot of mass mass shootings. Like I, I felt, I felt bad, and it felt like it hit home. But then I kind of just like wanted to get this numbness, and was like, you know what? I don't want this to ruin my day. And then I thought, wait a minute, I gotta start making phone calls. This is all in the span of maybe like ten minutes. So I started making phone calls, like to people that I know that still live in Orlando. Like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but are you okay? Just want to make sure you're okay. Got some responses, you know, I'm good, I'm fine. Call home to my family, like, are y'all good? Is everything okay? You know, look at what's going on on the news. Everything is fine. And then the thing that really bothered me and um, in this, again, there's so many different layers and so many different things that happen. But one of the, the main reasons that I want to, I wanted to, you know, us to get to drop a show to just kind of talk about this is honestly the public response to this um Mm -hmm. and the public response to people uh that are i don't know (laughs) 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 when you told me the response i'm like i missed it i've seen so many people like responding like what is going on like why are you being so hateful Mm -hmm. and i'm just like I have not seen this on my timeline, but like I told you, I filtered my timeline. I have favorites. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, you and my other close friends are in my favorites. But if y'all don't post nothing, I don't I don't see anybody outside of that unless I really go on. It's just because it's just people write dumb stuff on Facebook. So to shield myself from that, I just have people that I'm real close to and I look at what they post, comment and get off. Yeah, you absolutely. And honestly, that is something that I need to do because I think, you know, shielding myself from, and for anybody, shielding yourself, I think it's really important. People are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't block this person. You're being childish. You're being petty. No, 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 no. You're protecting what you receive because that negative energy, that negative stuff, you just don't need it. It's too much. It's not something that you want to see every day, especially, you know, like we're just like every other young professional, we roll over check our phone <laughs> and <laughs> the first thing that you want to see in the morning is not some crazy behind drama you know um mm-hmm. but anyway to, to go along to continue uh so the post that i start to see i saw a post from somebody that i'm friends with on facebook kind of by default i kind of have to and it was something really stupid um saying that like oh, you know, this is, um, I forget the exact, the initial post, because they all started to run together because it was so frustrating. But it said something to the tune of like, um, you know, this is, this is God, like, judging uh, the gay community or what, or something like that. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I, you know, going just like, whatever, as I said, this individual, I just expect to see that type of bs from like just stupid stuff all the time honestly it's almost like whenever there is a something that a lot of people are garnering support for there's always some this like 
anti-post about how this ain't right and you need to just whatever. It's just stupid. So, and I know too much about them to even take what they say seriously about like black. <laughs> so it's you know, it's like whatever. So then I see another person, and this person in particular um, is someone that I know from. A, a Christian background that I know from like having a church experience with them and reading their response and saying, and they made the comparison of this massacre to Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was just like, wait, 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 hold on. We're not, you can't, a human being, just thinking about the numbers, just in anything. If you hear that 20, 50 people die, you, how does your mind take you to a place that says that God, a being that is so, so pure and so loving and so gracious in spite of everything, because we all, you know, have done crazy things. If you if, if, if we're all messed up, how in the world could you take that being and say that that being raised up this individual? got him a gun and told him to go slaughter 50 people. But your sinful self is sitting on your phone posting this status and ain't nobody coming to shoot you. How in the (laughs) world could you think, you know, like how in the world could you think that? So I leave from that. And then I'm going to watch like the live feed from, uh, from uh, Orlando news. And I'm seeing the comments and you're seeing people that are, you know, making these statements. And I'm like watching the live feed through like a link on Facebook. So of course there's like a lot of people that are just commenting and people saying different things. And I click on, I saw, I started to see a lot of stuff and then I started seeing more stuff pop on my timeline. But this one, very one person, I don't know this person. I don't know this guy, but this is what made me like, it just, it really jacked me up. So I click on this guy, this black guy. I'm just, I'm not going to say that he's, I'm assuming that he's somebody of prominence in his church, maybe. Um, There's a photo of him and his wife, and he has these two beautiful daughters, and he's a black guy. And so I click on, I saw his comment, then I click on his photo, and then I, you know, you can go kind of scroll through people's, like, profile picture with them. So I'm scrolling, and he has, like, you know, these scriptures and about how God loves people and all this other stuff. And I go back to his comment, and I'm just like... What frustrates me, and here's something that I'm very, very sensitive, and this is why it really hit me. Yesterday, I I broke down in tears, and um, I I had to, you know, I I reached out. I I told you I reached out to you, and then I just had to reach out to a a couple friends, and nobody answered the phone. Then I said a quick prayer, and then one of my friends called me, and I was like, good at that point. I was like, I ain't crying. And then literally, he was like, what's going on? And I just broke (laughs) Um, because I'm very fragile and sensitive when it comes to people who proclaim themselves to be Christians using their 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 position or their platform or their influence or whatever and demonizing anyone for their actions from the standpoint of not trying to help a person you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and Looking at someone and saying, particularly in a situation like this, where you have people that are dead, honestly, they're dead. There's nothing else that they can do at this point. And you take their lives and you take their their death 
And you say, well, because of this one aspect of their life, because they were in a gay or a gay nightclub, then, you know, they should have got they should have known that they're going to get what's coming for them. Or um, and this is not the one particular. I wish I would have screenshotted this guy's response so I could have read it. Um, This is a culmination of all of the things that people were saying, like, you know, essentially these people are it's almost justified their deaths were to a degree justified because they were in a gay nightclub. And for me, it just became like, it's so, it's so sad. And it's so, it's so frustrating. And from personal experience, that's why I'm very, I'm very sensitive to people, you know, looking at somebody that's saying, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, I've never, in many cases, um, one of the things and I'll kind of get just, a little personal here. One of the things I never went to clubs, never. Like I'm, I've never been like a club person whatsoever. Um, and moving to the DMV, one of the things because I'm, you know, I've I've achieved some things in life, and now all of this weight of trying to be successful is off of me. One thing I want to do is be able to try some things that I've never tried. I.e., I'm gonna go to a club. <laughs> never go to clubs. I'm going to have a drink. I never drink. I'm going to do things to just experience some things in life. And oftentimes some stuff is like still now I'm like, I'm not the person to call when people are like, Hey, you want to go to club? I'm like, no, not really my thing. Um, I'll go, you know, to celebrate something, but it's not a thing that I want to do all the time, but to have someone look at that aspect of you, something that's just seriously in my eyes, very innocent and say, well, you're not a Christian or you're no longer saved or you better be careful because you probably going to hell because I'm, I'm having a drink. Like I'm going to the club. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those types of things, because that that's an experience that I've had and I've had someone do that to me. I'm very, very sensitive to hearing about someone who is supposedly a Christian and should be you don't have to accept everything. You don't have to agree with everything. But in a situation where a person's life is lost, for me, it's you should immediately be like, my God, have mercy on their soul. My God, comfort their family. Not, well, you know, they was going to hell because they was in a gay club. And it's like, how do you how do you get that? So that aspect of it for me just really, really it hit home. In a sense that, like, I don't think anybody should be treated like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. it, it pains me and it irks me that as a Christian, I know and I hear and I see other people who proclaim to be Christians. And I know how merciful God has been for me, how gracious he's been to me. And, you know, all of these things that I'm just so thankful for to hear someone that I know or to see someone that I'm quite sure just based on my own walk, and my own experience and knowing, you know, the testimony of so many people that we all have done things and that we aren't proud of. We all have done things that's like, honestly, if we have to sit down in front of God in that moment and like recap that stuff, you'll be extremely embarrassed to hear someone say that like, or give almost some degree of it's not that bad that these people lost their lives because of the environment that they were in or somebody saying, well, you know, 
had they had you just stayed out of the club, then, you know, if you go to the club, you you have to know a part of that is knowing that this is something that could happen. Well, mass shootings have been happening in schools. It's happened you know, in grocery stores. It's happened in, ch- in the church in itself. So it's like, what are you what what basis what leverage are you, what legs are you really standing on and and people making statements that are saying like oh well this was you know god's way of teaching the gay community a lesson was he teaching like the sandy hook kids a lesson about coloring in the line so he said we're gonna have somebody come in and shoot you like no like that's that logic people in church was it that oh let's teach them a lesson about you know praising me a little harder like it it None of this stuff that you're saying is making sense. You're you're reverting the problem to to demonize and to harm people that are already dead. Their families are already in mourning. It's like, how could you do this? And one thing I was actually, it's funny. I was listening to Kevin Hart's interview on The Breakfast Club. And I know you really like Kevin Hart. So honestly, you're, or you really respect Kevin Hart. So your respect for Kevin Hart has kind of opened my eyes to just like really look at him. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and want to hear what he has to say. And I actually took away some good nuggets and things that I wrote down. But one of the things I wrote down was he was explaining about like him not being impacted by people on social media. And it's something that I, I, I keep in my mind and it really doesn't bother me. But I think the difference this time was these are people that's on my friends list, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these are people that I've had, I have some form of a, a connection to a relationship with, or if I saw you out, I'm probably, you know, I could have a conversation with you, if you will. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it's like to know that I'm connected to anybody that is this heartless and this cruel and that would think that, you know, someone's life being not lost, but taken away from them is by some way justified on the legs of the God that I love and believe in. Like to me, it was just really, it was really, really hard. It was really, really frustrating. And having a conversation with someone and hearing them say like, for the, the, the re for the things that I've read, people say that proclaim to be Christians and that say in the name of God, this is the reason that I don't want to go to church. I will never step foot in the church. This is the reason that I will stay away. What little I stay away from these quote unquote, like, Oh, come, come in, come in and let me love on you until I find out X, Y, and Z. So then I can demonize you and having that conversation and honestly being in a place where it's like, wow, I don't understand everything that you feel, but a part of that, I'm like, I I felt that before. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like, here is a person that I think is great. And I'm always saying like, hey, you know, you really should try to find a church home. I promise you, they're not all bad. Um, there are people, you know, just like any organization, you're going to run into some people that are going to be great. You're going to run into some people that's going to be not great, but you should try to. And to know that this person really does have such a great heart and they really are a great person but to hear them say that this is the reason that I won't step foot into a church and to know that you know the people that are making these statements these are people that are for the prior to this I have all with two people in particular I'm thinking about and I won't call any names but two people I'm thinking about specifically Prior to this, I've always felt that, like, you know, 
we disagree, whatever it is, but it is like, I don't agree with everything. I mean, you probably, I don't, nobody's ever going to agree with everything that I say you're doing. I, that's fine. But to a degree, you think that like, well, this is a person that's caring and that's loving because I've been connected to you um, from a spiritual group at some point in time. And to say that like, man, these, you feel this way about people that are dead well, how do you feel about the people that are alive, you know? And how much of a chance really do these people that are alive and that need to hear about God and that needs to hear about everything that he is and everything that he's been to you, how skewed is that for them? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it becomes like, you're such a poor representation of God and it's so frustrating because I can kind of reconcile you being that poor representation at any other time besides 50 people are dead. It's a bloodbath and you still, you know, have that way. For me, that was, that's the really, that's the really, that's the hardest thing. Um, that's the hardest thing for me. And that's the thing that I'm, I struggle with in, in this entire thing is like, Guys, we got to do better, man. Like, you know, if even if you're not a Christian, like I I can't you have to think, you have to value if you value your life, how is it that you can't value someone else's? And if you value your life and you understand that you are not perfect, how could you devalue someone else's? You know what I'm saying? And how could you honestly in your right mind love God or whatever God you love and you serve and honestly think that, okay, well, he just, you know, got this guy and gave him a gun and told him to go shoot up all these people. Wait, what? (laughs) Like, does it not seem with, without warning, without, you know, with nothing, Mm -hmm. how could you think that, how are you connected to that? How, why would you want to be connected to that? You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, for me, that is that's that's the struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that people feel like they have to have some kind of explanation so soon. Like right. why 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 can't your first initial initial reaction be grief? Why do you have to have? Why do you have to provide people with the explanation? Nobody asked you, right? Nobody whatsoever. <laughs> they didn't call. I'm quite sure Facebook didn't hit you up and say, post this. <laughs> how did you feel about it? They don't like, I, I just, I don't understand how your first initial reaction can't be mourning. Right. And I think, you know, for people when they do that, I don't think they could, cons- you can't consider yourself, like consider how merciful. I mean, I don't even think you have to dig that deep to find grief. Or morning. This is like you don't have to look at your you don't have to even you take a take I don't even I don't even think their you know what their sexual orientation matters for you to grieve. Everybody deserves to be grieved. Everybody deserves their human being. And I think when we put what we when we place people's different proclivities before their humanity we always lose. Like that's not, you can't, they're a human being. Their family just lost somebody. But for me, I think I think the same way when it comes to 
you know, the way that certain celebrities or certain people have to be almost have this perfect image for people to identify with them or mm-hmm. for people to feel sorrow in something bad happening to them or them passing, you know? And mm-hmm. for me, it's so that, that idea has always been a challenge for me, but even more so in this regard, because it's like, it just, it makes it, it, it just kind of like almost amplifies the fact that y- how can you as an individual and what I'll challenge everybody to always think about if you consider the fact that you're not perfect in whatever your beliefs and your faiths are, this and this is universal. And one thing that I I, I realize sometimes um, it's very easy to say that it'll be very easy for me to be frustrated with Christians, right? Because I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same regard, someone else that's a part of another faith may also feel that same frustration. And you, you know more people that believe what you believe. You're, you're connected to those people that are similar to you in those ways. So it's easy for you to, you know, be frustrated with them. And what I don't want to do, and I'm, 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 I'm thankful for that. I, I prayed, um, I prayed about it on was it Sunday night. And when I woke up on Monday morning, one of the things I started to think about was that was the fact that, you know, I, I have to be mindful that even these people aren't perfect in themselves. And trust you me, when I say I don't oftentimes say that, like, you know, I feel like God spoke to me. But in that, I'm like, God had to speak to me because that ain't my thoughts. Like, I don't. <laughs> For me to, for me to even consider the fact that, well, in the same regard that I, you want those people to realize that they're that the, the victims aren't perfect or weren't perfect or anybody you know is not perfect. You also have to recognize that these people that are are claiming to be representatives of Christ and claiming to be a Christian, but also you know operating in the space without love and without a heart. You have to understand that they too are not perfect as you are, and for me that. That concept just kind of set in me, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, God, because uh, <laughs> it's not Randall. Um, Randall usually has like zero sympathy for for ignorance in in, in a sense, um, that type of ignorance." But and what I was getting at was just this idea of understanding that if you're an imperfect person, an imperfect being, you have to understand that. The world, everyone in the world is imperfect. We all are imperfect. Now, should we, you know, are we going to differ and disagree and things like that? Absolutely. But when it comes to something, a situation where someone has lost their life and you struggle with identifying with, with, with the person or what have you, you simply just have to get down to the very, very basics of life you know what it is to want to have a good time. Everybody that was in that that establishment was there, or that probably wasn't working, was there to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you may not know what it is to want to go to, even if you're not a club person or you've never gone to a gay club or whatever it is, you know what it is at the basis of of just existence, of just wanting to have a good time, wanting to... Um, you know, just exist in a space where, yeah, you can smile. You're not worried about your money and your troubles and you're not worried about, you know, the the normal life. This is why we vacate and we take vacations because we want to kind of step away and just kind of be able to relax. And so imagine being in that space um, 
and you're you're in that space and that 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 utopia that you want to create has been shattered by you being murdered or your friend being murdered or someone that's close to you being murdered or just even being shot or, or harmed or you know what i'm saying knowing that you're in this space and somebody's coming in with a gun to me that is like the level that you can you should connect on even if you don't understand it i had someone that went to undergrad with me post about their experience um and going to uh, a gay club and uh he was saying that like this was for a place it was a place for him to be free and to finally be able to be himself um and just to kind of get away from all of the stresses that was on the outside world and within those four walls it was kind of like you he had no worries and to know he was like you know to know that like this this that could have been that could have been me that could have been my situation for me i'm just kind of like when you read things like that it has to like it for me it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and say like this is it, it, it hit home but this could have been something that could have happened when we were at a concert, you know what I'm saying? Or Mm -hmm. we were out, you know, at a a crab festival or I I love going to festivals in DC. So this is something that could have just easily has been there. And it's kind of like, man, you kind of have, for me, you have to understand where somebody's coming from. You have to meet their humanity on that level and understanding like whether you agree, disagree, like or don't like. Honestly, in moments like this, it's irrelevant. It, 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 th- that's not that that's not the topic of the discussion. The topic of discussion is someone has lost their life. And mm-hmm. if you were a person that were not accepted if if someone looked at if somebody looked at you and said hey i don't want to be you know i don't like you for this and particularly um just for any any type of separation or uh, discrimination or just being different not being what is considered normal in a sense you never you wouldn't would if you think about that would you want to lose your life and have a person take that thing that made you different from what the norm was and ridicule your entire life experience for that that thing you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. to me it's like that's the level that you have to you have to get down to to consider what's going on you have to get to that place and it should be easy and maybe it's not easy for you or easy for a person but you you have to start to think how am I similar to this victim? You know what I'm saying? This powerless victim. You, and I kept saying, and I had to check myself because I kept saying this war zone, but in a war zone, you have two people that are equipped to, you know, combat each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This literally was a slot. This was a slaughterhouse. Like mm-hmm. it was a massacre. Like this, you walk in and these people are powerless. And I think watching that video where um, the guy explained him being on the ground and him thinking like, you know, he's gone. Like, I, I'm, I'm just going to sit here. He's gone. And to see that he comes back in and shoots again and shooting lifeless bodies or shooting injured bodies to ensure that they die. How could you know that and not feel some sort of 
empathy for a person. This person is powerless and in pain and has never been shot before and did not sign up to go to any type of war. Did not, you know, just literally probably an hour before, 30 minutes before, was celebrating having a good time on a, a early Sunday morning, Saturday night, and they're laying there almost lifeless. And your thoughts is just that, well, this is what God orchestrated for them. I I can't, I don't understand it. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it, I think it's funny because as you were talking, I was like, it's funny that when people think certain ways about a particular person that may ascribe to a certain lifestyle, that they detach humanity from them. Yeah. Because that's the only way I see that you can't really grieve for a person is that you not think of them as human to the full extent or equal to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you see them as human, but maybe in your mind they've become less than um, because you disagree with their lifestyle. Right. And so you detach humanity from them and you only see a particular lifestyle. Um, which, which is because. Hmm? I say, which is asinine. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's like, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, people who see, you know, African-Americans less than, I think as African-Americans, we need to be careful um, because you did say your friend was African-American, correct? Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, it's the same thing in a sense, but I'm just saying that in a sense, people detach humanity from people. Exactly. Because from differences. Yeah. yeah. And so when you do that, you're not able to grieve for that person mm-hmm. in it, a sense. Because it's just like, oh, well, they died. And I mean, it's, like your heart doesn't, you don't feel it because in your mind, subconsciously, you've detached humanity from them. Exactly. I, I say this all the time. And it's something that um, I, I I just had a re- revelation. I realized it. And, I, and, I, and Michael Edward Dyson said it as well. Um, and it kind of, it was almost like around the same time and I started thinking about it and I heard him speak and he said the same thing, but oftentimes the oppressed will eventually become the oppressor. Um, and it's, it comes by way of not being realistic about what your story is, what your history is, what you've gone through. And you in turn just do something to someone else that was done to you, you know, uh, hurt people, hurt people, that, that same logic in a sense. And I think that people in, in terms of people dehumanizing someone else because they're different for me, I think that is, that's what I see oftentimes when it comes to, you know, any, anybody, I, I think about it in the sense of, you know, you were, you had to work really hard to, obtain this position in your career right mm-hmm. and then when you get in that position you're 10 times harder on the next person without any type of like re- understanding of wait i honestly like i want to challenge you to be better because someone or it, the, the world was tough for me but honestly i also have to give some credence to the fact that 
I didn't like that feeling. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mm-hmm. want to be treated that way. And in the same regard, for me, when it comes to and, I, and I'm I'm very, very careful. And you guys, I'm sure listeners know. And if you're you're newly listening, you know, I'm very passionate about the black community and black people. And um, I, I don't I never want to. There was this whole other discussion, which we're not going to have here now. We can save it for a later date. But about, um, you know, to- making sure that there's very distinctive lines between like the the injustices and the things that have happened to the black community and also in compared to the things that have happened to the LGBT community. And I think that those things are important. I think that it's also important for us as black people to understand that, you know, the the struggle that we've had and the things that we've gone through has inspired a lot of people. Um, Hell, it inspires us still to this day. Um, So oftentimes it's almost like things may be an, an effort to pay homage to or to recognize that I learned from and not trying to make it seem like it's it's the same. But I, I definitely think that it's important to have those two distinctions. But one thing to me that for the life of me, I can't get, and it's very, 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 very basic is if you respect and you understand and you know, you know, the history of black people in our country, in our society, you know the history, and you 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 appreciate the history. You know you love you know what I'm saying. Like you you're connected to it, and you really get it. How is it that you can turn to someone else, a, a homosexual, and say I hate you or I don't care about your life, and I think that you should you know I think that it's partially justified that you've been murdered without understanding that well somebody. Maybe, maybe they didn't do it to you personally, but they did it to an ancestor. They did it to someone that looked like you. How is it that you cannot say, wait a minute, hold on, check this. I need to reapproach this thing completely differently because this was done to me. Like, And, and maybe not in the, the very same way. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. maybe not in the it, they, they may not be identical in terms of the responses and the approach. But at the end of the day. You weren't considered a human. And and in the same regard, you're dehumanizing a person. You're not accepting or you're you're not looking at someone's life and saying that that life has value because you disagree with an aspect of that life. You know what I'm saying? To me, that is it's frustrating. And it's it's again, another thing that I just want people to really take pause and to think about, like. You know, this is not things aren't this is the this is the, the largest um mass shooting in US history, but murder hate crimes aren't new. Like these things have been happening. And I think for me it just get to a place where it's like at some point in time somebody has to stop and, and it takes individuals searching searching themselves but at some point in time you have to say i can't we are all different we are we just are and there's nothing that honestly anybody is going to do to change that like we're just different we just are that's just the the basics and you're going to agree with some things and you're going to disagree with some things but one thing that you should be on board for is the fact that you're human and your humanity matters. And 
just in the very same way that my humanity matters, your humanity matters. So I don't want somebody to come and murder me or my my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, my wife, my husband, my kids. I, I don't want anything that to happen to me. So I don't want that to happen to you as well. And the fact that that happened, that makes me, regardless of any differences that has, that makes me want to step up and it makes me want to do something. It makes me not only want to just post a Facebook status or pray, it makes me, and in terms of talking about things that people can actually do, we need to call whoever your your, your congressional uh, representative is, literally, emails, phone calls, uh, letters, like there needs to be so much pressure put on this class of Congress that there needs to be something that's done about guns. Literally, we need to have, we need to see some sort of reform starting to happen. We need to keep this conversation going. We need to keep pushing this. We don't need to just talk about this this week. We need to talk about this next month, next year, until change happens. Because there's one thing for a person to have a gun that can, and a person that is already being um, looked at by the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. There's one thing for that person to have a gun to walk into an establishment and may have six to 10 bullets and shoots and kills people. Doesn't make it right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that like, oh, well, you know what? This will, this would be better. Cause I don't, that type of thing. It's not anybody being shot or killed is bad, but to know that a person that was already being interviewed and investigated has the ability to obtain a weapon that would cause this type of damage it is it, it, it to me it just speaks volumes to the work that we have to do and the things that we have to continue to do and another thing just to say this um for people that keep saying that oh, i don't want to say people that keep saying because i've only saw this one particular thing once but the country is responding um in such a big way and people are so quote unquote bent out of shape because it's gay people and we don't do this for the deaths of black people. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself and say that like, I feel this, I felt this very same. I felt, you know, this very same sorrow for any types of deaths and mass shootings. But the one thing in this particular case is just like, it's not time. Like, stop it. Just, just stop it. Just shut up. Like, literally, if you don't want to, if you don't care, if you don't have anything to say, if you don't feel anything, it is absolutely okay to just log off and not say anything. <laughs> because it's like, you know, you're you're putting that type of, those types of things out there. And it's like, but you would want someone in, in everything that is wrong with you, you would want people to care about your life. And if you didn't, you would not have a social media account. You would not post when you get a job. You would not post when you've gone to the gym and you look good. It's just the society we live in. We all, to some degree, become sucker to, even if it is for business purposes, we all, to some degree, become a sucker to I want 
to just share this with somebody. Or I want to be noticed. I want to be loved. We all want that. We want to matter. We want to be important. And so to say that, like, you know, it is bad that the the country is so moved by this. I don't think it's because people are gay. I think it's because the number of people that passed away. And I know as Lisa and I spoke, it's because it hits, it really, really hits home. And these people, if you look at the numbers, the, the ages of, of people that passed, that, that were killed, these are 18, 20, 25. These are the young professionals. That's another reason that I'm like, we have to talk about this on brunch culture because this is, these are the age groups. These are the people that we're talking to. This literally wasn't old people. These, this, this wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like these are, these are people that are our age. These are essentially our peers in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what has moved the country in such a way that, you know, we're seeing th these types of responses. But I feel like we see these responses, you know, in terms of like media coverage, you know, all the time. It's the normal news cycle. Like now, if this continues on for six months, maybe I might be like, oh, OK, well, you know, it's a little mm -hmm. different. But at the end of the day, it is, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's a situation we do this. this. This happens all the time in terms of the media's response to it. And I just think that the numbers just, it has, it's chilling. It literally should make you disturbed. And if it doesn't, then you really have a problem. There's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I think one of the things that this has sparked in me um, by you telling me people's reactions and just hearing like people like, um, cause after I've been seeing like people that I know, on my Twitter feed, especially, and on Instagram, talk about, you know, Christians and their kind of callousness mm -hmm. some, sometimes in some Christians and their approach. And so it's it sparked in me to create dialogue, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To have conversations. A pastor hit me up today in Orlando and he was like, you know, I'm organizing a meeting um, with um, uh, um, LGBTQ people in Orlando to just see like what as the church we could do better in and he was like I want you to come down and I was like cool I'm down for that but then I was like man we need to do one in Jacksonville you know what I'm saying yeah. like because we need to create conversation and it doesn't necessarily need to be at church Right. Um, because like you said, your friend who, well, I'm not saying your friend is LGBTQ, but I'm just saying some people won't, you know, just because of the stigma, they, they don't, they don't want to have conversations in church. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like, okay, we need to meet people where they are and like talk to them and see what their frustration is. Um, because, you know, we need to hear it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We need to feel it because we're losing people because, you know, we don't want them to paint with a broad brush because the noise of the ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We want to show people that it's people that care, but we can't do that waiting for them to come to us. We got to go to them. Exactly. And so, you know, besides lobbying, you know, if you are a Christian and you say, man, I want to do something like engage like Absolutely. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. 
engage and, you know, or you, you know, some people say, well, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm a part of that community. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I, one thing I heard a pastor say is Jesus wasn't afraid to be guilty by association. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, laugh, I laugh only because, um, I have to tell you that off the air, but I just, okay. I, I laugh simply because of the idea of like being guilty by association or, you know, standing up for something. Oh, must mean that you like people, do you not have jobs? Like you don't have a career? Like I, I for me, I, I laugh because there's so many times I'm kind of like, I don't even think I could ever think that. Cause I don't think I have time in my day to think like literally it, it's, it's, the level of ignorant statements to me just really, really blows my mind. And, and I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad, but it it really blows me because people actually do think those things. Um, like, you know, well, if you're standing up for something, then it must be because, or, oh, you only care because you have someone in your family. You know what? I, I mean, everybody has someone in their family, but if, even if not that, it is simply because you're human. <laughs> like that's it. That really is what that's what it is. It is because you're human and you're a human being and you see a loss of life. I don't have to understand it. I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, one of the reasons that I struggle with supporting the death penalty is because I think that like it's a life. Like, yes, you know, you took a life and I I'm and I, again, it's a struggle because it's like, wow, you took a life. You you probably murdered so many people like, oh, but I, I don't think I could be the one that could make a decision of whether you live or die. Cause for me, that type of power, I'm like, well, that's, that's left up to God. I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and recognize it again that some people don't think there's anything wrong with it. And if you're a person that, you know, thinks that that's. Hey, it's it's an absolute. If you kill, you should be killed. Okay, I mean that's that's how you feel, but I can't. I personally can't think that way because a life to me is so valuable, and life is already so fragile and it's so short, and there's so many things that you know people want to do in this life and aren't able to do it for various reasons, and then you die. So for me, it's just kind of like I can't. I don't want the power to say that you you yeah you can't do it. Um. But to the point that you made of engaging, I think engage with the LGBT community, engage honestly with anybody, engage honestly with people that disagree with you. One of the things that have have really op- that has really opened my my mind and my understanding of just other people in life is really having tough conversations with people that didn't believe what I believe and allowing them to be very honest in their thoughts or their concerns or their uh even in some cases their dissent for it like i just don't i i've had someone say i think the whole thing it just sounds crazy and i'm like oh okay so why do you think that you know what i'm saying and like Mm -hmm. here's the basis of which what i believe and why i believe and why you can't tell me that this is not there because i have fruits in my life that tells me that this is a real thing. 
in the very same way that you have fruits in your life that tells you that what you believe or don't believe is very real. And we can have a dialogue. But what it does is it helps me understand you. It helps you understand me. And it helps me see more of your humanity to even say that once upon a time, I could not see this. Or once upon a time, I, I remember having that same question. Or, hmm, I never even thought about it that way. Or how you feel about my beliefs is how I feel about your beliefs. Wow. <laughs> We're human. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are the same people. So, literally, I think it's important to just engage people in general and to be open to people in general and understand that, honestly, at our core, we are all, I made a post, the only post that I, I wasn't, wasn't the only post that I made, but I made a post and I was like, you know, life is about love and God is love. Let's just love. Like, for me, it was, I realized that, and I remember hearing people say it all the time, like, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. And, you know, do I think that yeah, there are people that are much like this gunman that are crazy and that has, like, you know, dark hearts and dark experiences. Absolutely. Do I think that that's something that was more than likely trained and kind of pushed in his head? Absolutely. But the thing that gets me is, you know, at some point in time, we all probably what made him, you know, want to 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 join that movement is the fact that he wanted to be loved. He wanted to be accepted. And many times if you talk to people that were ever a part of like a cult or something like that, they were looking for love and acceptance. Think about like how everybody was at some point in time in high school. You wanted to have your clique and your crew and whatever. Like we all want to be loved. And so if we start to say, you know what, let me love on you. Even if I disagree, even if I don't understand, I'm going to love on you so that you can feel accepted and a part of me so the possibilities are endless when you're love clearly this person feels love so they feel that they can go and kill you know people 50 people like but they felt some sort of like love and allegiance if we took that same thing and love on people imagine how different things would be you know what i'm saying um, imagine how much one would value another life to say, wow, when I was down and out, it took, you know, this random person to just start to love on me. When I was doing something that was like not accepted or that people thought was crazy, people just started to love on me. And that made all of the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you, when you're talking to people who believe differently than you, you'd be surprised what respect and love would do, even if y'all don't come to the same conclusion. Right. Like, you don't have to, at the end of the day, sing Kumbaya, we agree on everything. You can still hold fast to your convictions, but if you do it in a level, loving, respectful, and gentle way, people will say, okay, that's what you believe. And, you know, most people will like, be like, okay, you know, if you're, you know, and they'll let you believe what you believe. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not going to beat you up you don't have to like compromise your convictions you can still be loving gentle and firm in what you believe but if you present it in a way that's loving and gentle and you're not dogmatic you'll get farther way way further you aren't you people a lot more open to say hey look let me invite you into what's i'm going what's going on honestly you're able to help a lot more people because 
they feel like, oh, wow. Well, I know this person disagrees, but they love me in spite of. And so and they can talk to me about other things besides it, this particular thing. Exactly. Because <laughs> people, I, I think that is, it's, it's almost like, um, it's like a hot button. Like when you find one difference in a person, that's what you always want to talk about. And the person's like, well, do you realize, like, I want dogs. Can we talk about that? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many, we're all, we're all so like, there's so many layers to us like all of us have different things about us like you know one you can be a person can be like really really cool and honestly really really a nerd nerd and really geek a geek I, I was talking to my boss and um my boss was like you're so cool you're so cool like I, I think that you're like just like I can just imagine you being like super popular because you have such a cool personality and I was like oh thank you and she's like you probably never been like a geek or anything and i'm like no i've been a geek for most of my life i was like when apple comes i I told her i was like yo the other day the apple conference started and i probably should have told her i was like yeah i was watching it like i flipped out i'm like reading all this stuff didn't even know it was on until you sent me that i thought that (laughs) you know what i didn't know until i went to like cnn.com that the apple had it was their like announcement day. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you just sending this to me because it was in the news." Like, I didn't know it was like the big Apple no, Day. No, it's been. I mean, I've been waiting. I've known about it since. I know that it was coming and estimated around this date since January. It was announced, <laughs> what two, three weeks ago. I've literally been counting down. I have a timer in my phone. I've been waiting for this to come. And <laughs> you know, I, I literally, I geek out. Like, I really do. And I love it. I don't mind sharing it. I tell people all the time, yo, I'm a geek when it comes to, when it comes to Apple, when it comes to like new technology and things like that, I get excited. But specifically when it comes to Apple, I will geek the freak out. And like, that's me. And I, and I understand that. And I want to, I'll meet people and start talking to them about it. And people be like, yeah, I didn't know that. And I didn't, why are we having this conversation? I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me, you just don't like it. All right, cool. Do you know that makes you a nerd? Absolutely. Do you care? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, I say that to say that we can play, we, we, we carry so many hats. We, we, care, we walk in so many roles, so many different roles. So just in thinking about a person, you have to know that it's just not, this, this one thing or this one component of someone's life is just not all that they are. There's so many other things, much like yourself. Like I think walking away from this, the one thing I can say is when you think of another person, just think of how you are and not in their situation because you're not going to always understand a person's situation and point of view. But what you can understand is the things that make you different. What you can understand is the things that make you, you know, sad or bothered and be like, wow, I wonder if I was in that. If some... If the roles were switched or if, if the world was switching, people thought that me being a dog walker was the worst thing in the world. But I absolutely loved walking dogs. And that's all I've ever wanted to do since the very first time I saw dogs. You know, how would I really feel like it's that's And I mean, you know, dog walking is very like simple, but just think about those types of things. At least for me, that's the process that I, I've had to take and I consistently take at this point, like. I have to understand not your particular and specific situation, but understand how I'm ve- I'm not that much different from you in just another way or another action. Yeah. And if you have trouble, just think of brunch culture. We switch it up all the time. Oh, we go from talking about the Bible to Tupac to Lil Bootsy 
to uh, social justice. Exactly. To Chick Fil A. To Chick Fil A. All in one. All in thirty minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and it's proud of it. Absolutely. <laughs> And people be like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to listen to your show because, you know, you don't stay on the same train of thought. Well, thank you so much for listening once and, you know, tell your friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it is. Like, you just kind of got to be yourself. But anyway, thank you so much, Lisa, for um, being uh, open and wanting to do this. Um, Yeah. wanting to, to, to do this and wanting to just sit down and have this special episode so that we can share our thoughts and honestly just kind of create a space where our listeners can, can have that dialogue and, you know, we can share uh, what's going on and our responses and our reactions to it. Cause I, I, I think one thing that's really important um, in, in, in all of this is being able to talk and being able to get out your feelings and being able to get out of your emotions. And I hope that walking away from this, people give people, you feel more comfortable to share your concerns. Um, mm-hmm. You can grab a person to talk to, or you can always literally hit us up and let us know how you feel. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitter, where brunch underscore, uh, we're, Twitter, we're brunch culture, Instagram, we're brunch underscore culture. Um, email us like we're, we're here. They're people. And if you've been a person that's been impacted by this, please reach out to us. Let us know. And thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you always help me think about things in a different um, light and kind of help bring balance to some of my thoughts. So I greatly appreciate you. And I really appreciate your heart um, when things like this happen, um, because this isn't just your heart when, you know, a mass shooting happens. When things happen just to one individual, you have this same kind of brokenness, you know, and wanting to kind of look out for them. So I appreciate that about you um, because that is a rare quality um, and something I wish I had uh, more of. So I appreciate that. So oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys, again, as we said, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Brunch Culture. Please reach out to us. We want you guys to be safe. We want you guys to call the people that you care about, even the people that you don't care about, and tell them that you love them. This has honestly pushed me to make a phone call that I was like, I ain't calling this person. Make a phone call and to say, you know what? Honestly, here's where I am, and I love you in spite of everything. And honestly, I don't want to love you, but I do. Um, so use that as 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 motivation. Reach out to the to the people that you're connected to in your life and let them know that you love them. Honestly. Do as much as you can to be open, to have dialogue, to communicate. Uh, check out, check us out again on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at under, Brunch underscore Culture on Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. Um, our website is www.brunchculturebc.com. We are also on Spreaker and iHeartRadio and on iTunes download leave us a comment talk to us wherever you can reach us just reach out to us and let us know we want to support you and uplift you uplift you guys and before we get out of here i have to um give a very very uh just a i don't even want to say i don't know if i should say a a shout out but just take a moment to recognize um it's someone that i i wasn't i didn't know personally uh, from this incident, but that was a fraternity brother and was killed, um, in this, in this shooting. And 
please bear with me as I pull up his name. Um, but a, a fraternity brother that was that was killed, and I found out he was a fraternity brother. He's also a graduate of FAMU, as well as um, in the Army, captain, too. Yeah, of the U.S. Army. Exactly. His name is Antonio Davin Brown. Um, he was only 29 years old, so he is our age, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to take a moment to just say my prayers are, are with Brother Brown's family, um, with anybody that knows him, that's connected to him, and just all of literally this is something that you know could have happened to anybody in any arena in any space it's happened in so many different places so people that there when there's controversy about certain things when people disagree with certain things and are ashamed to to promote people or to put people out i just want to say to brother brown that your life um matters and that you matter and that the work that you've done for our country the work that you've done um in fam you and the work that you put in in Kappa, uh, means everything and we appreciate you and we love you and to your family like god bless you guys and we will definitely keep you guys in our prayers and lisa do you have anything else you want to say um i want to send a shout out to the family of uh shane i didn't know him personally but um a good friend of mine that was a close friend of hers and she had just talked to him like the day before wow and so um yeah so just all the victims Absolutely. And, yeah. It's just it's tragic. Absolutely. Praying for you all. For sure, for sure. Well, guys, remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.